0: Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and
1: Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies.
0: Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids,
1: as well as movies we have seen without them. Hey, Patrick, how's it going? I'm all right, Jeff. How are you?
0: It's uh, <clears throat> uh, snow day, so uh, everybody's at the house driving yeah. each other in. You would think it would just be, you know, just another day that ends in wine, but no. Today's, I guess it's different because it is a snow day. Right. Uh, yeah. So here we are. So here we are. I'm live. I'm not a cat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the cat looks concerned. Mm. <laughs> uh, you should be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, mercy. Well little ice action going on with, uh, I guess, some actual snow later. So,
1: yeah, I went out and, um, <clears throat> started up my car, let it heat up a little bit just to get some of the ice yeah. off the windows.
0: Yep. So I hope everybody that is being affected by snow, no matter what state you live in. I know, uh, our friend and past guest, uh, Laura house is in, is in, uh, Dallas and they actually got snow. So I'm like, wow, i the seven years i lived there i get i can count in less than a hand yeah at least once maybe twice i think we ever got snow in seven years so i hope everybody that's you know that's having that's uh going through the inclement weather uh is safe and you know even more reason to stay home to be honest yeah um so yeah but yeah i guess that's about it for us you know just plugging through going through i've been uh watching a bunch of shows on um apple tv so mm-hmm. uh burning through i went through ted lasso which i really think is really funny and really good um and then servant which is like m night's movie that he's producing that's got some it's not a twist it's just this you think a story's going one way and then there's a reveal i guess there's i mean it's very m night in the fact that there's a reveal but it's not like a it just changed changed the reveal helps change the direction in which the story is going mm-hmm. then from where it from where you thought it was going and uh, it's in its i think the fourth ep- fourth or fifth episode of the second season um came out friday and it's Uh, I'm not sure where it's going. I'm not sure if I really like it. I'm like maybe she just stuck to just it being one season and just you know calling it a day. But yeah, but it's a it's not bad. I'm enjoying it. It's okay. Toby Kebbell, that's his name, K E B. Yeah, he's one of those actors you would know who he is if you saw him. And then uh, also has Lauren Ambrose from Six Feet Under, and Rupert Grant who played you know, Ron Weasley and the Harry Potter movies. <clears throat> They're kind yeah. of main characters. Anyways. And then I started watching, uh, defending, defending Jacob, uh, which has Chris Evans, Michelle Dockery and, uh, Jaden Martell and, uh, and Cherry Jones. And it's not bad. I mean, it's nice drama about yeah. a kid that gets accused of murder and his dad, who was like the assistant district attorney, Um, was investigating the case, and then when they find out that he's his son's now a potential suspect, you know, he has to step down. And then there's a lot of, well, did he do it? Did he not do it? Is he hiding stuff, you know, secrets and everything? Right. So it's not bad. I mean, you don't, by the end of it, you still don't have a lot of answers. Um, (laughs) so yeah. And then, uh, Now I'm starting uh, For All Mankind, which is like a alternative uh, take, like a what if, you know, like Marvel's what if uh, type of storyline of, you know, what if uh, the U.S. wasn't the first uh, to land on the moon? Instead, the Russians were. Mm -hmm. And so we're playing catch up and trying to still uh, get people on the moon and then go from there. So I just started that, I think, yesterday. So far, so good. Uh, Joel Kinnaman's in it, and I like him a lot. So, we'll see where it goes. Uh, yeah, so far not bad. Uh, created by the same person that did, I think, Battlestar Galactica and not The Expanse, but something else. And uh, he's, they've done a couple of things. Anyways, not bad so far. And in
1: the middle, watched a few movies. <laughs> <clears throat> um, <clears throat> um, I've been watching some anime trying to go through Naruto. I'm on to Shippuden, which is another set of seasons. Uh, I was advised by a friend Bruce to, once I got to a certain point in the original Naruto, the rest is pretty much filler. Go to Shippuden, and then it will kind of fill in the gaps of whatever I didn't watch. So I'm about five episodes into that. Um, I watched the first Three episodes of the new Batman season. Batwoman, I mean Batwoman. Oh yeah, with the new Batwoman. Yeah.
0: yeah. So so like far
1: I'm so far I was liking it. I still I think I'm behind a couple, but I'll catch up on that. But what I've watched, it's better than I was thinking. Cause All I right. never watched the first. I never watched the first season. I only yeah. got a glimpse of the character from watching the Crisis on Infinite Earths. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. But um,
0: uh, first season's not bad. There's some. There's more filler episodes. Yeah, I've said this about the CW shows. They would benefit. Those shows would benefit from a shorter season. Yeah. Like a 13 episode, like Marvel did with on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I think those shows would benefit from the from a shorter season, because there's just so many filler episodes that are just like, did anything really even happen? I mean, really happen to move the story? Not really. Freak of the week, okay, and whatever, but. Batwoman, I liked the first season for the most part, um, but I'm enjoying the second season too. Though I'm liking how they're going about um, addressing the new Batwoman since Ruby Rose left
1: the show. Yeah. Uh, And keeping in line with CW, I um, watched the first episode for Black Lightning, Mm. and so. Oh, the new season. Mm-hmm. The, the, the new fourth and final season which kind of bummed out about that but yeah. um there's going to be a spinoff for the painkiller pain character so we'll see how that goes um so far first episode i watched, it's just continuing the story and of course you know black lightning again is out of the picture and struggling on whether or not he wants to get back into the fight or yeah. you know lay low but um Good start so far. I think new episode okay. comes on tonight, maybe. But um, that's about it. I watched one episode of Snowpiercer, the show. Okay. Um, not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. I am not having watched okay. enough to know where that's going. It's already in two seasons, yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing like the movie. It's just as good, if not better, because they can kind of dig deeper yeah. with everything. And that's pretty much all I've been watching. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But outside the movies I'm talking about today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, speaking of which, good segue. Good segue. Let's get into it. Um, let's go ahead and start off with the one both of us watched uh, yeah. Judas and the Black Messiah. Available now in theaters if you have a theater that's open. And uh, also on HBO Max. Uh, came out this Friday, this past Friday, the 12th. And mm-hmm. starring Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield. And one of my favorite character actors, Chris Bauer, who was uh, in one of the movies I talked about last week. So, Jesse Plemons, too, who I thought was really good. And uh, Dominique Fishback, who I actually thought she was really good and mm-hmm. was kind of surprised. After watching it, was a little more surprised she didn't get any sort of uh, recognition for her work. Right. But, so, the... Uh, so Judas and the Black Messiah uh, has a runtime, two hours, six minutes. It is the story of Fred Hampton, chairman of the Illinois Black Panther Party, and his fateful betrayal by FBI informant William O'Neill, played by wiki Stanfield. Jesse Plymans plays Roy Mitchell, the, uh, the FBI contact, I guess, to uh, William O'Neill. And... Uh, Dominic Fishbeck plays Deborah Johnson, Fred Hipton's love interest, and I think wife. I think they did get, can't remember if they actually got married or not. <clears throat> so, uh, also starring Algie Smith, Little Royal Howery, uh, Martin Sheen, and, uh, trying to see if there's anybody else, I think that's it. It is directed by Shaka King, and written by Will person who always did the story. Yeah. Chuck Please. King also gets the story. Uh and uh written by those two. So. Uh So yeah, I enjoyed it. It's it was a good biopic. Daniel Collier. Yeah, man. Let's see why he's yeah. I think I don't think he's actually getting enough recognition for this role. Like I think like I thought he was amazing. Right, a real, I mean, a real, He always commands the screen whenever he's on, no matter what role, whether it's whether it's Get Out, whether it's Widows, where he played the villain in that. Like he mm-hmm. commands the screen, like it's like he he is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, for sure. You know, like you, you just watch and you're like, golly, man. Just yeah. It, I don't know yeah. what better way to 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 uh to describe it but it's just
1: yeah yeah i mean not knowing much about fred hampton other than what i've read off wikipedia and then they also show they also played a few audio clips at the end of the real fred hampton so he did capture fred hampton's i guess aura or spirit like as far as how he's talking and carries himself which made it very believable Um, but yeah, I did enjoy the story. Uh, it was nice to know. It's good to know about another person that was involved in the civil rights movement, not just Malcolm X or Martin Luther King Jr. But, you know, Fred Hampton had a hand in trying to bring people together, not being so much about, you know, any means necessary, but, you know, just bringing, bringing together different groups. Um, you know, no matter, no matter what, Everybody who was struggling, basically, he just wanted to bring together, regardless of race or, um, I guess, religious beliefs, just trying to bring everyone right. together. And, of course, they don't like, you know, during that time, you know, that wasn't, that was frowned upon. Like, you know, you can't be, how yeah. dare you bring people together? You know, right. we got to, you know, separate, hate, 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 <laughs> you know. That's, that's, oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, he even brought so, the Klan together, or at least, yeah. you know, white supremacy, I guess. I Maybe not the Klan per se, but
1: yeah yeah basically just people that you wouldn't think that he would try to bring together oh yeah because yeah. he could relate to them as far as because they had their own issues right going on and it was similar to what they were going through so it's yeah. like hey let's just just yeah come I mean, together all, and we got the same yeah. enemy <laughs>
0: yeah we got the same enemy and you know we can actually work together and it's kind of one of those things where Two people that don't like each other, but have to team up in order to get the job done. Right. <laughs> it's to You know, to achieve a common
1: goal. Like Vegeta and of, Goku. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, I can't, like at first, like I can't, can't stand you, but we got a common enemy. So we'll set right. this aside and we'll handle our stuff later.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: it's, I found that kind of interesting and, you know, kind of fascinating because, you know, in the movies, it's just a movie, but this, you know, it's like straight up real life type stuff so yeah. it's different in the way uh in the way they handle that so um, but yeah and the I thought the performances were powerful you know obviously Kalia's is and wiki stanfield always um I always enjoy watching him I don't care what kind of role it is it's right. I, know he, I know he's gonna bring it true you know hundred you know hundred and ten percent like I'm yeah. not I know he's no. never gonna phone it, you know, just phone it in, even even when he's a telemarketer, actually having to, what are we phone it in?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Maximum effort every time.
0: Yeah, and and like I said, I thought uh, <clears throat> I thought Dominic Fishback's character Deborah Johnson, the way she portrayed her, was just outstanding. There was just so much emotion and you just like without she showed she was one of those actors actresses that just oh showed everything yeah she didn't have to say a word you can see her acting just without without her uttering a word you know a lot of the time you know and a lot of the times they you know they had her on screen not saying she didn't have dialogue she can deliver i'm just saying like just her it seemed like a lot of her most powerful moments to me, were just when she was emoting without having to say anything. Yeah. And, you know, I just really enjoyed watching her act and, you know, look forward to seeing more, of, you know, more of her work. Uh, I guess she was in The Hate You Give. I hadn't yeah. seen it. She was in Project Power, mm-hmm. which is where probably where I remember seeing her from. Uh, she was in The Deuce, but I the TV show that was on HBO there I don't remember. Probably would if I saw pictures, um, and she was in Show Me Hero with the uh, Oscar Isaac. It was that was on, uh, either HBO or Showtime, but it was really good. Um, but yeah, uh, I really enjoyed watching her, and I can't wait to see her on more stuff. I thought that. One of my favorite scenes, I think, is when right after he Fred Hampton got out of jail
1: mm-hmm. and
0: they were in the church that they were using as a rally place for a rally. And he gave that big, huge, powerful speech. Yeah, I think that's his Oscar speech. That's or, you know, that's the one they submitted. The scene that they. Yeah. Because yeah. that was man. That's what I was like. I was like, this is amazing. Like, I. Yeah. That it was just so powerful and just, yeah. <laughs> like I was just like, wow, this is, this is, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, this is his Oscar, <laughs> it's Oscar, for your his for your consideration, right? Okay. Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I see
1: them using that, but. Um, <clears throat> uh also they showed how william o'neill became an informant for the fbi yeah. he was a i guess you could say just a low-level car thief right. that had a fake fbi badge that he used to you know to, get, to be able to get the advantage and take the car only he got arrested this time and they found out so they're like well for car theft it's a year for a person named a, a federal agent that's five years Right. So you can do that, or you can go home. And of course, to go home, he can he had to work with them to get the yeah. information they needed. And um, you know, you saw how he was conflicted at times, but ultimately, you know, his yeah. you know his intent was basically just looking out for himself <laughs> in a way. Um, uh, apparently there was a he did a his only on air interview. Yeah. And um. After his segment aired, he committed suicide. Yeah. So. That's, so. Oops. All that, all that, all those
0: years of all those years of just, of that just weighing on him. Yeah. 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 Just weighing on him and it just, it, it will, I guess it just finally was too much. Yeah. All that guilt and everything. Um. Yeah. So it says here that, you know, director Shaka King has described the initial idea for the film as a, the, the departed inside a world of counterintelligence inside the world of the counterintelligence program. He thought it was a clever way to quote sort of Trojan horse, a Fred Hampton biopic and introduce the world, you know, a great segment of the world. Who is unaware of who he is or who he was, and is highly unaware of the Panthers' politics and ideology. In quote. Um. Yeah. yeah. Uh. That's a good way to kind of de- just, you know, kind of describe it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it. Yeah. It is. I mean, like I'm trying to put. You know, if you try and put yourself in. And uh, William O'Neill's, she was, you know, trying to, like, just some, like, he's having to do this. He really doesn't want to. He's tried several times to get out. Right. He's like, I'm done. You know, I I can't do this anymore. I'm done. And they're like, well, we have you, you know, we have pictures of you at these rallies. We have, you know, audio of you saying and doing this. So, you know. Be ashamed that if you were to quit, for these to get out and then get arrested for it.
1: So right. Because they, 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 yeah. they did tell what happened to a, another person that was an informant what they did to him. Yeah. Like, it well, would be a shame yeah. if they found out what you did. Who knows what they do to you? Right. Because he, he pretty much moved up in rank as like his head yeah. security. Yeah. So it's like, if that came out, yeah, <laughs> it, it wouldn't have been good for him. No. And one of the crazier things is all this that happened. At the time of uh, his death, Fred Hampton was only 21. Yeah. And William O'Neill, I think they said was like 17 or 18. Yeah. Like younger than that. And it's like barely living their life. Yeah. I mean, can you even imagine? (laughs) Like,
0: dude. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Even at 21, leading a movement like that. Right. Oh, shit. I mean, that's something else. Yeah. Oh, the. Although Daniel Kalu- Kaluuya is 21, is like a 1980s high school sitcom kind of 21. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he looks about as much 21 as most most actors from, you know, 80s 90s sitcoms playing high schoolers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> looks 17. Like yeah, bro. <laughs> Nobody looks like that.
1: Um Yeah, they yeah, so, I don't I don't think they ever mentioned Ages in the movie, but no, they didn't. But, uh, not till the end. Yeah. The end credits but the,
0: but the little blurbs up.
1: Yeah, it's just sad and crazy. Yeah,
0: well, yeah. So it actually says here, uh, Colia and Stanfield were portraying their roles in ages thirty-one and twenty-nine, respectively. However, Hampton was only twenty-one in, in the time of his death, and O'Neill was just seventeen during the events. Seventeen, and you're the head of security. Right. Bro, you can't even vote yet. <laughs> You're trying to be a. No. Street.
1: <laughs> but I mean, he earned it because yeah, I he mean he became basically the driver because Fred no longer drove because every yeah. time he drove, he get pulled over. Right. So William kind of used that as his way to get close to Fred. Yeah. You know. Man. Uh, yeah.
0: It does, and it does say that. Uh, I guess you know uh, O'Neill was never actually in actual. Real life, uh, he was never his driver; just head of security. Okay. But I guess in the, mo- in the movie, they used it as a to show that I guess you know Fred couldn't drive or else he'd get pulled over. So yeah. they use that to the help kind of mood story in that way. Um. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, it says uh, O'Neill, who sold out Fred Hampton to the FBI, was found dead on January 15th uh 1990, in a car crash on Interstate 290, he was 40 years old. Though his death was ruled a suicide, his wife claimed that it was accidental. O'Neill tried uh, another suicide attempt before the crash, where he was stopped from jumping out of his second-story window. Though his uncle claimed that he was just, quote, filled with guilt, end quote, for working with the FBI, O'Neill claimed in several interviews that he had, quote, no allegiance, end quote, to, with the Black Panther Party. I think we could probably all agree he suffered a lot of guilt. Yeah. Um, oh, it is kind of funny. I, <laughs> Daniel Kulia <Cooley, laughs> and an unrelated but related trivia, Daniel, Daniel Cooley, um appeared in an unrelated Marvel Cinematic Universe film, Black Panther as well. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah. Because yeah. that was one thing I was telling Grayson was like, because she wanted to say, like, can I record with you? I go, no. You're not gonna like any of the movies we're talking about. I so said one is about the Black Panther movement. Black Panther? I go not that Black Panther, <laughs> not yeah. Supergirl Black Panther. Uh, but yeah. So I so said the other one's about a journalist that is killed. You're not gonna want to. I so you're not gonna want to know about that either. You right. mean like? Oh, you mean like how Golden Face shot the one guy and his head exploded? You mean Toby? Yeah, yeah. Talking about threat, le- she was watching the threat level midnight episode of The Office. Yeah, so, <laughs> I was like, it's like, yeah, it's something like not quite like that, but sure, sure, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, you're not gonna want to record, maybe another time, but not yeah. definitely not this time. Ugh. But yeah, so I would definitely recommend this. Great act, the. You know the script's good. I thought I thought it was well written. Um, acting was, I mean, amazing. So for no, if for no other reason, definitely, definitely uh, would recommend that. Uh, right now, it's like I said, it's in theaters. Also, HBO Max um, for those that have that or have it available to them. Um, So, I've only got, I mean, I guess I could quickly talk about, so, yesterday, which was, you know, the time of this recording, so, we're recording Monday the 15th on President's Day, we will, yesterday being Valentine's Day, I tried to introduce Grayson to the Princess Bride, because I thought it was a good time to do that. Yeah. That's, that's like, well, I'm playing to, playing to game on my phone that had Buttercup on there, and I was trying to explain that she's a princess, and... So you may like the movie it's cute it's got pirates it's got it's funny it's got a giant or at least an Andre the giant <laughs> I said you might like it and York's already seen it multiple times and really likes it here hold on I'm gonna we're <clears throat> gonna introduce a real quick guest to the show to get to get their thoughts yeah you're wanting to record so this is your one one chance to where you get to talk about a movie okay for what you watched yesterday remember we watched the Princess Bride? Mm-hmm. No, don't no don't uh-huh and you just use words okay state your name what's your name
1: Grace's. okay
0: and yesterday was what
1: Valentine's Day.
0: yes and we watched the princess bride yep yeah you watched most of it or all of it
1: um <laughs>
0: Most of it. Most of it, yeah. What did you think?
1: Good.
0: Okay, what did you like?
1: Um when she became friends.
0: When she became friends? With who?
1: Giant.
0: With the giant, yeah. Did you did you like him? Yeah. He was pretty funny. And you ever want a peanut? Yeah, that was pretty funny, wasn't it? Okay. Is there anything else you want to say about the movie? No. Would you recommend this movie to your friends? No, you can't. No, it's an audio medium, which means you have to talk. Yeah. Okay. So, ages six is is a thumbs up? Yes. Okay, good. Cool. Okay. That's all. Thank you for joining us. So, yeah, there you go. Six-year-old likes it, enjoys it. Um, but it... Um, but yeah, it was cute. She watched most of it. She was, you know, and then she wanted to go do other things, but that's just how she was all day yesterday. So we, uh, but I, I enjoyed watching the rest of it, because I hadn't yeah. seen it in a while, and it is great. I mean, it's a classic 80s film. I don't know why. Uh, so I, don't know, I thought it was sitting for Valentine's. So, there you go. Princess Bride, family Valentine's Day showing. <laughs> Not really family movie night, but that that'll work. Yeah. Um the next one, not as much fun. Um in the sense of the plot and just no laugh nothing laughing. Um Hey Patrick, guess what? What? I watched a documentary. No way. Yeah. No way. <laughs> this is where Ruth would be like, Oh, you watched you wa- you watch documentaries? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Find it hard to believe. It's crazy. <laughs> Um, but this one I really was looking forward to, but <clears throat> I'll be honest, I didn't want to pay $20 to watch it. <laughs> I wanted to watch it, but not $20 to watch it. Um, yeah. I, so when it dropped in price on, on iTunes, I rented it, rented it. Uh, it's called the Dissident, uh, came, it says came out 2020, um, it came out late last year, um, I believe <clears throat> it is PG 13. It's one hour and 59 minutes long. The dissident is about Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi, who disappears in Istanbul, Turkey. His fiance and, dis- and dissidents around the world piece together the clues to a murder and expose a global global cover-up. So yes, I watched a documentary um, about Jamal Khashoggi's murder. Um, I had watched another one that um, that I had I had watched. A, uh, another one that I believe HBO did, HBO or Showtime did, um, and you know I I enjoyed that one. I'm you know I, I think I like this one a little bit better because it really delves into it with uh, first hand people, you know, with friends and people that really knew him and knew mm. of the situation going on. <clears throat> it goes to the you know to you know shows actual istanbul police footage and of you know their investigation and going and searching you know residents and different places and where he you know where where he may have died and where he where they may have disposed of the body um but nothing has been found uh, but they're piecing together all the evidence um, and they interview a lot of people with first-hand knowledge or, you know, at least very significant information. And it's very, very good. I mean, it's very well done. They also interview uh, his fiance, uh Hattie Shin- Shinkies, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, but it's so heartbreaking and it's, just, I mean, I find the story itself fascinating because he was such a very well-known journalist in Saudi Arabia, and was actually fairly close to, you know, the royal family in the sense that, you know, covering it, and and he was actually very a very well-liked person. But then when he started, when uh, MBS, Mohammed bin Salam came into power, he kind of, and then he actually kind of was praising him at first, but then when, um, when president Trump got elected and started the two of them, you know, MBS and president Trump started kind of interacting and, uh, he didn't really like that as much. So he spoke out more, which then kind of, which obviously you don't, you're not supposed to speak out against, um, royal family over there so they kind of frown upon that um so that started kind of putting his life in danger so he actually moved to the u.s for the while um but hated being over here because he was away from his family and he felt like he was on the outside he was such a big insider um and was always knowing what was going on and was such a very important activist over there that by being over in in the U.S., he felt like he was on the outside of the outside. Even he was way, you know. So he uh, went back over, and then you know it shows all the footage that's available of of, uh, of the last time you see him alive. It's um, but yeah, it it's a very, very, very well done documentary. I, if you're interested in this story, I would definitely recommend watching this. Um, it is directed by Brian Fogel, who also directed Icarus about the uh, bicycle doping, uh, which is also available on uh, that's available on Netflix. Uh, this documentary is available on on demand, you know, iTunes, Amazon Prime. Um, but it's also, you know, it's very well done. I, it you. There is subtitles because they interview a lot of people from various different, um, you know, that are, I think it's Arabic. I mean, they interview Turkish and Saudis both. Um, I'm very, I'm showing my ignorance on, you know, I know they speak Arabic, but I, um, I'm also not sure if there's other languages being spoken that I don't know what they are. Cause of my ignorance of as to what everybody speaks. Um But it's very well done. It's very, I mean, it breaks your heart to know that something like this happened, Um, especially to someone that, you know, had, you know, he went to Indiana State University and graduated from there. Like he, yeah, like there is no reason for his death other than to silence a journalist, which no matter where you are should not be done because we should all, you know want to have a free press. Anyways. um, But yeah, that's The Dissident. Very well done. Very uh, informative and uh, thought-provoking. So, and that's what I got, man. All
1: right. Um, So, my final two. uh, One of which, uh, this is on Prime Video, called Bliss. uh, Stars Owen Wilson and Sama Hayek. Released... (laughs) Uh the fifth of February, twenty twenty one, it's an hour and forty-three minutes, uh directed by Mike Cahill. And basically what it's about, uh, follows Greg Whittle, who's recently divorced and fired from his job. He meets es- Isabel, who's seemingly a homeless woman, who tells him that the world they live in is a simulation. Uh, he's doubtful at first, but eventually starts to believe as things unfold. Um I just come across it randomly on on uh, Prime and just you know just watched it. Um, so it starts off where he's you know at his job, it's a place called Technical Difficulties, where you hear in the background the most of what they're saying is oh, "I'm sorry for whatever issue you have." I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But he's sitting in his office and he's doing a voiceover narrative narration. Um, but the picture he's drawing is of a place that he feels is like he's been before or he lived and it's like a nice villa house by the ocean nice pool and then he has a drawing of a woman who surprisingly enough looks like some hayek but um you know he's it's like he's he's drawn from memory of a place that he know or he feels is real but can't quite pinpoint if he's been there or not gotcha so he gets a call from his daughter emily played by nesta cooper uh in reference to her graduation coming up and how she's invited him to the celebration afterwards and you know he doesn't want to create you know issues with him and his ex-wife so he's like you know i can take you and your brother out the next day and um you know her concern is like are you not coming to the graduation he's like no, i'm gonna be there it's just afterwards you know y'all do your thing so it doesn't take away from the attention from your day um he keeps getting phone calls about having a meeting with his boss, he eventually goes, and so his boss isn't in the office. But he comes out of the bathroom, and they're talking. And he brings up how Greg is always distracted by his drawing. So he eventually tells Greg, "Like, hey, you're fired." And then, given this news, Greg kind of spaces out. He's just kind of like just just zones out, and is just staring out in space. So his boss comes up to check on him and then he just kinda abruptly stands up and his boss falls over and hits the back of his head on the desk. Obviously that kills him instantly. So now he's kinda panicking, not sure what to do. So he gets the idea. He takes his boss and leans him up against the window and hangs him up by the um collars of his of his shirt on the handles of the window. Yeah. And then just covers him up by the cart, by the curtain. And then the secretary comes in. And is like, so did boss ever come in to talk to you? It's like, no, I don't know where he's at. So I'm just going to go, go, go get lunch. So, <laughs> so, <All right. laughs> so this is where he meets Isabel. The bar just happens to be right across from where he works. And so she points out like, you know, I'm going to help you with your situation. And she indicates that she sees the boss leaning up against the window not moving. And said, "But I can help you. I just need two things. I need this necklace, and then for my boyfriend, it's in the bathroom, and then his wallet, so we can pay for these drinks." But gradually, the the window handles start to open, and then the body falls out the window. And there's witnesses outside, and um they're like, "Oh, he's committed suicide." So you know, Greg's like, "Oh, suicide. So I'm good. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't have to worry about this." But Isabel says, "No, you need to." lay low until all this blows over. Cause you're the last person to see him, even though nobody knows you saw him. Right. Um, but she also explains to him that the world they're living in is a simulation and that she has the ability to manipulate the world. Like she even causes the uh, bartender to drop his tray just by waving her hands. They go to a skating rink and they basically lay everybody out inside the skating rink, cause them to trip and fall and hurt themselves. Um, she takes, him, she takes him to where she's been hiding out under a bridge in this tent area. And they kind of get to know each other. And he kind of starts believing, like, okay, maybe this world isn't what he thinks. And that, um, you know, his drawings are basically the real place he's supposed to be. So they kind of get into a bind. And they, they show the trailer. this device that has, like, crystals. She wants to pull them out of this simulation and into the real world. But they need like ten crystals each to bring them out, but they only have half of that. Okay. And so instead of trying to get the appropriate amount, they go ahead and pull each other out of this. And then come to find out, they're laying in this room, scientists around and other people, like they're connected to this machine, yeah. what they call the brain box. Um it's kinda of, it's kinda of like the matrix, how they sit on the table and they get plugged in. And um this this is a similar setup. But um, so even though he sees in firsthand that his drawings are this this place that he's at now, yeah, he still not, he just still doesn't have much memory of being here, you know, being there. He doesn't have much. He doesn't recall much. Yeah. and so you know, Isabel's having a difficult time to you know get him to you know pull back pull pull this this memory from their life because apparently they're a couple. Okay. And so, but he keeps thinking about his daughter, Emily. But Isabel's like, no, that's simulation world. That's not real. Really? You know, put that from your mind. But then they have this gala and whatnot. But you start seeing some of the simulated world fuse into this reality. And they're both kind of seeing it. So Isabel's like, you know, we need to go back into the world and then plug ourselves out the correct way. So that way this doesn't happen. But, um the movie overall is just basically like a, a almost like a drug trip where you're not sure if what you're seeing, which is real. You don't know if the world, the grimy, dirty world city is like right. the real world or is this kind of mansion, like um, setting that they have. Yeah. Is this real? Gotcha. And honestly, by the end of it, I still don't know what, the, what was going on. I don't know um you know how like you have endings that you know you're like okay it ended but i still don't understand what happened right you don't know (laughs) like yeah so we're done okay yeah and so but what's weird is like this is one of the first movies i watched where even though i had more questions at the end i was okay with it because i was still kind of trying to figure it out peace out you know I, i was okay with not knowing everything that went on um i was fine with it like other movies when it ends like that, when I'm like, just, okay, that just, just ruined shock. it. <laughs> yeah. Like it does this one, make- it, yeah, this one it didn't quite, it didn't do that because it just seemed like either this world that he was living is just, you know, it's only in his mind, but it's real to him because yeah. he has a connection with his daughter. And this other world, he just kind of distanced himself from, him like he didn't want it anymore. But mm-hmm. yeah, I thought it was good. I think it's a good watch. Okay, it's on Prime. Um, There's another movie I watched Which is also kind of like a random uh, It's called Palmer Which is on Apple TV Plus Uh, It was released January 29th 2021 Hour and 50 Minutes Directed by Fisher Stevens And it stars Justin Timberlake uh, Juno Temple Alicia Wainwright June Squibb and Ryder Allen Who plays Sam Uh, It's about an ex-con Eddie Palmer, who's released from prison after serving 12 years, and returns home, returns to his hometown to basically get his life together. Um, he has to live with his grandmother because parents are not alive and his mom just kind of left when he was young. And so he comes back, reunites with old friends. Um, you know, he's trying to, he's got to find a job. He has probation, got to check in yep. every so often. Yep. And, There's a neighbor who lives in a trailer, in the yard, his grandmother's yard, and you know, grandmother's like, you know, I would kick them off, but if it wasn't for the kid, right, you know, I'd done kicked them out a long time ago, but and the mother just randomly leaves, at a moment's notice, just goes, and then Sam ends up staying with grandma, yeah, but um, Sam's a little different, you know, he's a little boy, but he plays with dolls, he puts barrettes in his hair. Gotcha. Um he wears clothes more for girls. You know, basically okay. he's just a little boy to play with. and so this kind of weirds out Eddie's like, Why is this little boy playing with dolls and all that? Yeah. So, um but his grandmother passes while they're keeping an eye on Sam. And so Eddie's like, you know, I can't keep an eye on this boy, <laughs> you know. So he even attempts to drop him off with the police and just let them deal with it, but then he starts, you know, he has a heart and it's like, I can't do that. Right. So he he takes it upon himself to take care of him. Um, also, Eddie gets a job at the school that Sam attends as a janitor, and so, you know, there's interaction from that. He he starts to pick him up to and from school because sometimes the bus doesn't pick him up, and so they, they they really develop a bond. Yeah. Uh, he even. Sticks up for him when kids start picking at him. Um, even an adult does something to Sam that that embarrasses him and makes him feel bad. He defends him, and you know, of course, like a story like this, mom comes back after you know so long. It's like, oh, I need my baby, and blah blah blah. Right. But um. But it it was a good story. Um, just I feel like you know, just Blake did a pretty good job in his role. Uh, it was very believable. Um, even the little kid <laughs> that played Sam did a pretty good job. Um, it's it was kind of like toward the end, it was kind of one of those tear jerkers at the end, a little bit. Uh-huh. I felt the I felt the, the 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 rain drops trying to come out. I'm like, mm. Yeah. But um, it's it's a it was a surprise because I didn't I, I wouldn't expect him to like it. You know, yeah. I wasn't expect expecting to, but it actually turned out to be pretty decent. The acting yeah. writing and everything so if you have Apple TV plus this is one I would there put you. on your on your watch list
0: did you ever watch uh, this I don't want to say this is off topic but I'll tell you where my, why my brain went there did you ever watch Alpha dog it's got a watch uh, I don't watch it would um, although I think he's in it um, what am I drawn blanket of his name? Kid and oh, Speed Racer Kid and Speed Racer. what um, lo- Emile Hirsch. I was like, I know it I love how I when when we're not recording I go rattle off things like it's nobody's business. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever we record I'm like Oh, I sound like an idiot. More so. Um so Alpha Dog came out in two thousand six. Uh I believe it's actually based on a true story. Uh but it's got Emil Hirsch, uh Justin Timberlake, Anton Yelchin, um Bruce Willis is in it for a few Sean Hintosi and uh Harry Dean Stanton I mean it's got a great cast Ben Foster (coughs) Sharon Stone Olivia Wilde I mean it's great cast it's about uh Johnny and a couple of pals kidnap Jake's 15 year old brother Zach then assigns his buddy Frankie to be Zach's minder they develop a brotherly friendship. Zach parties with his captors, as things to uh, as things begin to spin out of control. It's uh, directed by Nick Cassavetes and also written by him. Um, I only bring it up because it's one of my favorite Justin Timberlake roles. Yeah, like I absolutely love him in that movie. He's so like I'm like all right, broken act. Okay, cool. You know, other than just you know like trolls and social network and. Oh, I do love him in yeah. Inside Lou and Davis. He's actually really good in that too. Um But yeah, it's it's one of my favorite Timberlake roles and a good one to go revisit. I think it might be on Prime, but I know it's um let's see. Oh, it's on stars currently.
1: That's
0: okay. Good. And you know, if you can still check things out from the library, you know, I'm guaranteed they'll have it. Um but no, it's actually a pretty good movie um, if you can find it. Um, I would definitely recommend that one. It's a great uh, Timberlake vehicle where he kind of can flex a little bit of his acting chops and not just put in a movie like In Time. God, that movie was bad. Worst Omega Man remake ever. Um, I actually liked I, that movie. It was a it was okay. I just I, was, I just like yeah. But anyways, um. Yeah, I've been, looking for, I've been wanting to watch. It's on my list of movies to watch. I just haven't had a chance to watch Palmer yeah. yet, but I'm definitely um, going to get around to it and watch it and then uh, put that in for our uh, – put my two cents in on it when I can get a minute to do it. So, yeah. Because that totally looks like my kind of movie. <laughs> yeah. <So. clears
1: throat> it kind of reminded me of um, – what is it? I like Baldwin's Way Back where – just Guy trying to redeem himself and happens to pound this situation where he has to keep an eye on this little boy. Right. Um, something that he was reluctant in doing, but you know it kind of helped him stay on track with keeping him like keeping his life straight. Yeah. 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 Well, movie about redemption.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool man. Um, let's see here. Trailers. The official official. In color, Justice League, Zack Snyder cut, or sorry, Zack Snyder's Zack Snyder cut Justice League. I don't even know how they have it worded. It doesn't matter. Anyways, the trailer for Justice League, official yeah. Zack Snyder cut, has been released. You see all kinds of things that were not in the original Justice League movie, um, such as a bunch of Dark Side scenes or scenes with Dark Side. Jared Guido's Joker, which
1: we watched in The Whittle Things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he's, uh, pull, if he's pulling from his portrayal from that character, all right, we're, we're good. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, he's even got the long hair in this Justice League one, too. I'm like, all right. Probably told him, like, uh, I'm not cutting my hair. Right. There's a lot more cyborg uh, yeah. in it, so I'm digging that. Um, I'm curious. I'm not saying I'm hyped about it. I'm saying I'm curious for it. Let's put it that way. Same. Um, I'm not like giving my hopes up that it's going to be like the best thing ever, but yeah, I have a feeling it will definitely be better than the original cut because <laughs> there's just so many things that bothered me about the original. Yeah, because it was just it just seemed like it was it legit was pieced together, and
1: it, um, it, it kind of reminded me of uh, when they brought in um oh superman 2 when he brought in another director and he started yes. he shot his own it was kind of like you know we, we we shot the most of this but when he brought this director he's like well i gotta have my my yeah. hand on this Richard so Gunner, all that yeah. stuff so all that stuff has got to go and now yep. yeah so it kind of reminded me of that yeah and uh so i'm i'm
0: cautiously optimistic yeah. i i think i will enjoy it more than the original but I don't think I'm gonna like love it. Let's put it that way. <laughs>
1: right. I mean, the trailer looked nice. It's like, oh, yeah. so no we, denying there. But yep, we've also been burned by trailers. <laughs> yep. For sure. Yep. So, um, yeah. like I said, like, I'm, I'm still I'm still curious about it, but not giving a not giving a lot. Next we
0: have After We Fall, starring a bunch of people I've never well Munich. Mira Sorvino is like the only name I recognize out of this cast. Oh, and Rob Estes from Silk Stockings fame, 1990, whatever. Hmm. And uh, also Melrose Place. Um, come on, show my age, I know, but yeah. Uh, just as Tessa makes the biggest decision of her life, everything changes. Revelations about her family, and the and then hardens. Uh, and yeah, they are supposed to be in the hardens. Throw everything they know before in doubt and make their hard-won future together more difficult to claim. Sounds like a Lifetime movie, but I guess we'll see. I actually think it's based on the book. It sounds like it's based on the book. Coming March 5th to Hulu, Boss Level. A retired Special Forces officer is trapped in a never-ending time loop on the day of his death. Because, you know another time loop movie yeah uh, frank grillo aka uh crossbones from the uh marvel cinematic universe and yeah. uh, i think he was also in purge was election year or something like that
1: he's in two mm-hmm. of them
0: yeah uh is playing the main character Mel gibson's in it namely watts michelle yo uh I'm trying to think here who else uh dr ken jung well, Sasso. Gronk is in this movie, dude. <laughs> Alright. Uh, oh, Quentin Rampage Jackson from uh, from the A-Team. And, yeah. I, bro, it's on Hulu. I'll probably watch it. I ain't gonna lie. Plus, you know I'm a sucker for time loop movies. Yeah. But if I'm gonna watch a time loop movie, I'm gonna watch Palm Springs. <laughs> or a looper. <laughs> Uh, all right. And then lastly, we have The Vault. The Vault. Starring Famke, Famke uh, Jansen, Freddie Highmore, Astrid Bridges Frisbee, uh, William Cunningham, Sam Riley, and some other people that I don't know. So Tom, a genius engineering graduate, is interested in the Bank of Spain's safe. The bank building is more than 100 years old with no building blueprints available and a security system that includes an underground river that will flood the safe room if their walls are breached. As soon as, as, soon as Tom warns that a legendary lost treasure is going to be held at the bank's safe for just 10 days, he devises together with charismatic art dealer Walter Cunningham a detailed plan to break an end. So yeah, that's gonna be something. <laughs> and that's what I got for trailers. So basically Justice League. Yeah. Is the main one to you know to watch which we've already posted to the group page. So but yeah man, that's uh that's about it.
1: <laughs> I know oh, yeah. it's uh uh, WandaVision, last three episodes yes. are going to be an hour each. Yes. So, so uh, that's going to be exciting. So I'm that, guessing last, that, that last one's pretty good. The Halloween yeah.
0: episode. Oh, yeah. It, everybody got to see the OG costumes for all the characters. Yep. So that was pretty awesome. I really, I'm enjoying it
1: far more than I thought I would. And Wanda's expanding her universe, <laughs> so to speak. Right, right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so it'll be good. Yeah, I'm glad that the last three will be longer. Because that episode when it came back to set, uh, when the credits got, I was like, no, (laughs) it didn't feel like 30 minutes. Yeah, I I was just like, man, come on. It wasn't. It was
0: 24. I think it was
1: like legit six minutes of. uh, credits. credits. yeah. So I think this these next three will probably be like 50 minutes each, and then 10 minute credits. And that's the credits at least.
0: (laughs) Yeah. at least but uh, uh, yeah no it's picking up i mean i mean
1: um i'm definitely enjoying
0: it uh ruth is awesome as well as enjoying it it's
1: i think yeah. far more than she thought she would too so i'm yeah. liking it because i'm it's like with the disney plus shows it's like they're giving us even on the tv shows they're episodic it's almost like they get we're getting those movies Yes. They're movies just in episodic form. Right, exactly. exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> so yep. if you want you want your WandaVision movie, boom. Watch these there nine you go. episodes. Watch Yep. Uh went Falcon Falcon Winter Soldier, watch these six episodes. You know, you said that they're an hour each, so it's basically yeah. three hour movies. Yeah. Two three you know. So Boom, yep. boom. Yeah. And then very this very excited about that show. Yeah, and this one WandaVision is supposed to go straight into the next Dr. Strange, so I uh, will see how that cliffhanger that's still another year,
0: And that's still another year away.
1: Right, right. So it's going to be a hell of a cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They
0: know how to get you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Darn COVID. I
0: know, right? <laughs> all right, man. Well, I think that's about all I got. All right. And we will talk to everybody next week.
1: Yep, yep thanks for listening if you enjoyed our show and have a moment please
0: rate and review it helps us out a lot also recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids you can find us on twitter at pa movie
1: podcast and on instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod be sure to join our facebook group Parental Advisory Movie
0: Podcast and join in all the fun.